Oh my god, what's up party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Indy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Twitter or at Romancing Nancy on Twitter if you are so inclined. Assuming that Twitter doesn't implode in the next 24 hours. It's been a bit touch and go. We don't know how it's going to shake out. I'll probably do some shit on Mastodon, who knows. Anyway, getting back to what you're actually here for. This week's episode is number 28, The Black Widow, in the file series. So we're in 1988, y'all. Um, this one is bonkers as shit. Actually, I do want to, I want to pause here. Remember Double Crossing? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the one where Nacy's on a cruise and, and the Hardys are also on a cruise. And so they get to be doing cruisy things together. But Nancy's a guest and, and the Hardy brothers are acting like complete dumbasses on the staff. Yes, imagine that book, but you take the Hardys out of it. Yeah, that's it pretty much. Um, I cannot emphasize enough. Like, I read it and went, yeah, that's that's pretty much where we're at. But we've kind of done some mix and match with some things. So, okay. Here's the sitch. Carson has been contacted by his old friend. Okay, John Hamm. Has been contacted by his old friend, Captain Brampt, who worked with the Merchant Marines which is a thing that feels like a punchline in a 1970s TV show. And I refuse to look it up. Merchant Marines just sounds like maybe you were being punished for something. It, it feels punishy. It's giving punishment. So he got sent off and they haven't seen each other since before Nancy was born. And Captain Brand is even like, he mailed me a cigar. <laughs> and, dad was, and she was like, my dad is classy. I feel it. That, that is on brand for him. He would mail people cigars. Um... So he has invited Carson to get on his cruise ship because now he is captain of a cruise ship because now he is also classy. He is going between Buenos Aires and Rio de Janeiro. That's the cruise route. I did not look it up. I don't know if this is a legitimate cruise route. It feels legit, but who the fuck knows? Um, Certainly not me. So, they have to fly to Buenos Aires to meet the cruise ship. Like, I was like, are, are y'all not gonna, like, hang out in Miami for a hot minute? Okay. It's, it's chill. But the name of the boat is the Emerald Queen. And Nancy and Carson are guests of honor since they're old buddies. And Nancy, oddly enough, like, well, not oddly enough, but anyway, um, they are leaving winter in the northern hemisphere and entering some hot, fun summer in the southern hemisphere. Rio de Janeiro. It's going to be fun. They're going for carnival, y'all. They're going for carnival. Um, but the problem is, of course, this is 1988. So um, the book opens with Nancy and her father in the back of a limousine. And Nancy has braced herself because the limousine driver is Argentinian, which means that he is driving like a bat out of hell. And Nancy's like, oh my God, we are going to die here. We're going to die before we ever get on that damn cruise ship. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> She's like yelling at the driver, like, you need to slow down nuns. There are nuns because this is feeling, this is giving 1980s slapstick comedy where she's like, there's a flock of nuns. And also this old man with a cane trying to cross the street and blah. Anyway, anyway, so they make it to the dock. They're okay. It's fine. They took some corners on two wheels as one does. Why were they in a limo? Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. So they schlep their luggage up there when a woman pulls up. Well, no, a limo pulls up and spits out a woman. Okay, I had to think hard about how to have fantasy cast this. And also, I'm going to pull back for a second. I was reading this book and I burst out laughing because the woman is described as about 35. But because this is told from Nancy's perspective, it's like, oh, an old. 
And I was like, I'm older than that now. I'm more than twice Nancy's age. So anyway, so of course, like the person that she's seeing is twice her age. So she's like, yes, it's weird. Like she doesn't look down on her, but she's definitely presented as like a mature woman, a classy, mature lady. Um, but the problem is, and you're sensing this already, is that John Hamm is Carson Drew is also like twice Nancy's age. Probably he's the books are kind of they fluctuate on this, so he's probably like early forties. Which, again, that's oh god. Anyway, it's fun. Um, so I decided this is Isabella Rossellini because yes, um, from Death Becomes Her. Think about it. Yes, perfect. Okay, so that's her. She gets out of the limo, and Carson is like, "I have fallen in love," and Nancy's like. What the fuck is this? This is the this is the most interesting thing. In the Nancy Drew Files, this happens a little bit in the mystery stories and we haven't hit it yet when I'm doing those recaps. But in the files, Carson dates people. And Nancy ain't here for it. Like, Nancy has been the center of her father's attention forever. And so anytime anybody's like, hey, Carson, hey, she's like, get the fuck away from my father. No, this is it. No, 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 no step parents. None. John Hamm is mine. She's the weird thing about this book. This is the first time we're seeing that really in the files. And whenever she notices that her dad is clearly like looking at Isabella Rossellini, like, mm, she's like, no, like she's shocked that she feels jealousy. Like she apparently had not thought that she would or thought that she had overcome it or something. But anyway, because it seems very much like her father hasn't really dated since her mother's death. So, just throwing that in there. Anyway, Isabella Rossellini is another honored guest, another VIP on this ship. And so, she is apparently the widow mm, of another old friend of Captain Brandt's named Hector. So, Hector initially invested in the cruise ship slash line. The, the book is like, he invested in a cruise line. And I was like... Is he Elon Musk? <laughs> Again, uh, on brand for this week. Um, But Hector died and now she's a widow. And I was like, she's 35. Also, I like the implication that she's a black widow because she killed him. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm loving it. Um, It's McDonald's up in here. I'm loving it. Um, Yeah. It's just real, real weird. So, um they all are introduced to each other. It's like, oh, this is the widow of my blah, blah, blah. And Carson is like, oh, yes, and my daughter is a detective. And Isabella Rossellini is like, really? Really? Okay, that's that's good to know. I'm going to file that away. And Nancy's like, yeah, that's that doesn't sound weird. It's fine. I'm going to go take a shower because we've been on a plane and I'm all sweaty from wearing a sweater. So good times for me. She goes into her stateroom, which she has a separate room from her father, um, Isabella Rossellini and John Hamm are quite close to each other in terms of stateroom locations, and Nancy's like around the corner. I do not really know why they did it that way. Anyway, it's fine. But she's like, "This is a boss stateroom." Like she walks in and she's like, "This is, they're doing some good work here. This is fantastic. It's huge." And I'm like, "It's a cruise ship. I'm, I'm feeling like you should be in a room closet." But okay. So she goes in, she notices that there are, I'm pretty sure there's flowers waiting for her and also a package that says from your friends in River Heights. And when she opens it, there is a indecently tiny black string bikini in that package. 
Apparently, when Nancy was packing for this trip, in the dead of winter in Chicago, um, she was trying on a swimsuit at the store, and Bess was there, and she was like, you look great in that swimsuit, you should get it, and Nancy was like, my father would have a complete fucking aneurysm if he saw this swimsuit on me, and Bess was like, you should get it anyway, though. So, Nancy opted not to, but her friends bought it for her and sent it for her, because she's meeting up with Ned for Carnival in Rio, she gonna get it. I was like, is it a thong? Just just go ahead and tell me. Is it a thong? I need to know. I need to know for fanfic reasons. It's fine. Um, but anyway, so she laughs and she's like, oh, that's so cute of them. I'm, you know, they're doing, it's, it's gonna be great. And she also tells her dad that she's like, I don't think that Ned has ever gotten it past Halloween. Like, he is here for carnival. It's gonna be a good thing for him. He's gonna enjoy it. He is into costumes in most situations. Anyway, so they're supposed to sit with Captain Brent for dinner, I think. No, they have to, okay, they have to go on like the safety tour. And so they're like, here are the lifeboats, Titanic, enjoy. This was pre Titanic, of course. Um, but Mrs., her name is Mrs. Da Silva, okay, Isabel Rossellini. Her name in this book is Mrs. Nina Da Silva. She is. I think that actually Nancy, something has slipped under Nancy's door, like, after she's in her room, like, she's in there, she sees the, the package with a bikini in it, She she's like, oh, I have to go meet my dad for, like, for a safety tour or whatever, and then something has slipped under her door. When she opens the door, there's nobody there, of course, because that's how this works. If there was somebody there, that would cut this book in half. Um, but when she opens it up, she finds a drawing of a spider with a red hourglass on his back. And she's like, oh, of course, a black widow. And she doesn't automatically say, this is a threat, which I was like, okay, that's fine. And there are letters written very faintly at each spider foot. Spider foot? Anyway, yes. So there are eight letters and she looks at them and, and there's, they just seem to be like random letters. And she's like, um, maybe this is another thing that Bess and George sent me is like this old timey code that they thought would be cute for me to solve IDK. I don't know. It's fine. So she goes down to ask her dad about it or to tell him that she got this under her door when they both hear a scream from Isabella Rossellini's room. And so they go barge in there. The door is unlocked. We don't believe in locking doors on this cruise ship because no one is stealing things because they have discovered the cruise bandit on a previous book. Um, there's a box of what appears to be chocolates on the desk and Isabella Rossellini has fainted. And so when they go in there, Nancy's like, oh, maybe there was like a threatening note or something in this box. And so she looks in the box and the box is full of black widow spiders who seem a bit sluggish. Um, I, there are other times when, of course, Nancy's threatened with insects because that's a popular thing to happen in these books. Um, so I guess the implication is that somebody took some fly nap and dosed those spiders so that they would be chill while being transported along with chocolates. IDK. So, Nancy gets a towel, picks up the box of chocolates, and flings them into the ocean. <laughs> she opens up the portal and just flings them. <laughs> She's like, they'll be all over this room if I don't get rid of them right now. I was like, I love it. And after she does it, she, like, scrubs her hands on her pants because she's, like, got the creeps over this. And I was like, I feel this. I, too, would have done this in this situation. You, you made the correct call. Like, and now take three showers. You're going to need a hazmat suit. Burn that entire ship to the ground. We're done here. Anyway, 
So they finally get her to wake up and Isabella Rossellini. And she's like, why do I keep saying her entire fucking name? Because I cannot stop myself. Um, They're like, oh, are you okay? And she's like, oh, I yeah, I'm fine. And it's just like, who would have wanted to hurt you? Slash send you a literal box of spiders. And Isabella Rossellini is like, no one. No, it must have just been some sort of weird joke. And Nancy's like, no, that, no, no one would do this as a weird joke. That's, that's not how this works, but okay. Because her dad is clearly like, no, leave the kind lady alone. She clearly needs some rest slash maybe some hot banging. I don't know. We're going to see how it plays out. How old are they in relationship to each other? Anyway, picture both of them at the height of their powers. Um, anyway. So Nancy's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the safety thing. Okay, so M- Mrs. Da Silva does not show up to the safety thing. And they're like, oh, I mean, it's okay. It's fine. I think this is when Nancy meets the, I think that he's called the assistant cruise director. I don't fucking care. I don't actually fucking care. I give I give zero fucks about this motherfucker. You'll see why. He comes up to her and he's like, oh, hello, you must be one of the VIPs. Uh, Let me direct you to your table. And she looks at him and he has like the most intense, gorgeous green eyes she has ever seen. Going full Blanche Devereaux at this point. Um, He's got blonde hair. He's 5'8". The thing that I love about this is Nancy looks at him and she's like, he's about 5'8". Perfect for Bess. (laughs) The perfect size for Bess. And I was like... I love that you're like, you know, your besties height preferences in men and you're like, perfect. Let me just whip out a ruler and make sure everything else about you is copacetic before I set you up, my girl. But she doesn't look at him and go, man, I want to fuck that. No, there is none of that. She's like, I miss Ned so much. Like it is a physical ache within me. I love him so much. And I was like, yes, all of you ghostwriters in this set, you know that you have my heart. You know, he have done the correct things. So Anyway, I want you to wait for it. He comes up to her and he's like, hi, I'm the assistant cruise director. My name is Randy Wolf. And I was like, I did not for the first 17 times I've read this book. I've read this one a bunch of times because I read it when I was like eight. So I was like, oh, yes, of course, Randy Wolf. That seems like an appropriate name. Reading it now, I'm like, that's your porn name. Okay. It's it's real weird to introduce yourself to a VIP on this ship with your porn name. But okay. Um that's what he's giving and always and always okay so randy wolf and i was trying real hard to fantasy cast him he needs to be a hot blonde dude but a short king as well so i was like okay so he's archer in that one episode where he was trying to seduce that guy when he has dyed his hair blonde and he meets up with his two besties in florida yes that's that's it way the fuck out in the everglades um that's it that's who i've cast because he is completely full of himself. He's like, hey, girl, hey, you know you want a piece of this. And Nancy's like, I've got a boyfriend. And also, you're not all that. You're an inch taller than I am. <laughs> Short king. Um. Anyway, so he tries his damnedest. He's like, girl, you know you want to get up on this. He's he's trying as hard as he possibly can. And Nancy's like, I'm not not in the market. Thanks, though. It's cool. So... He's like, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of each other. And Nancy's like, or the opposite of those things. Like, I'm going to be wearing a full full robe the next time you see me. Like, you ain't going to be seeing none of this. 
I think at their table are also like a young married couple. But when they say young, Nancy's like, yeah, the bride is like my age or like a year older. And you're like, oh, so babies, literal toddlers. So they're just like, oh, we just got married. And you're like, no, no babies. Go enjoy your lives. Um, and also, at the t- I'm not going to bother casting them. It doesn't fucking matter. The other person at the table is a blonde bitch who is going to be Annalyn McCord. Is that true? I don't, like, I'm picturing the person that I want in this role, and I think it's her, but it may not be. Anyway, you remember. Not the one who was Paris Hilton's bestie. Not Nicole Richie. No. Like, super pouty, platinum blonde bitch. Yes. I'm going to call her Anna Lynn. I'm going to call her Anna Lynn. I think it's her. I think it's her. Pouty lips. So she's supposed to be a Southern Belle from Georgia who is named Lynn Ashley, but which again sounds like she designs things which may be chintz. But anyway, Annalyn McCord is like, but with straight hair. I don't know why it fucking matters to me that she has straight hair for this, but you need to imagine her with straight hair. So she's like, oh my God, I love you. You are, you're just so cute. And Nancy the hilarious thing is that Nancy, like, does not like her from first sight. She's like, she is such a catty bitch. She is so superficial, and I do not care for her, and I hate her. But she doesn't want to fuck Randy, and you're like, but maybe she does. And I'm like, no, no, I can't accept that. She's just, she just does not care for this. And I will say that I have met people who made the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and it feels like that's the sitch here, and I'm fine with it. It's fine. It's just a thing that happens for ladies. So the next day, um, Nancy's like, okay, so I've got a code. I've got a person who was sent a box of black. This seems related. It seems related. Um, I can't remember. I think that she's like going to meet her dad for breakfast or trying to find the pool or some shit. When um, she overhears somebody saying like, I, I know you have it. I need the map. And Nina Isabella Rossellini saying back like I don't know what you're talking about I've I don't I don't have any sort of map and he's like I'm gonna get it from you the guy who walks out is like picture stereotypical bad dude so like big bulky his last name is Ribeiro so yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah I didn't bother casting him who would I put in this role he needs to be big and like physically imposing. He needs to be like a professional wrestler. Just the rock. The rock will play him. <laughs> I want you to imagine the rock next to short King Sterling Archer trying to seduce that male agent. Oh, oh God. Okay. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm casting cartoon characters along with human beings and it's fine. Um, yeah. So, so he walks out of there and Nancy's like, oh, um, Mrs. De Silva, are you okay? And she just like the next time she sees her and she's like, are you, are you okay? Is anything going on that you want to maybe tell me about? And she's like, no, I'm having a great time. This trip is fantastic. And Nancy's like, wow, you're just going to lie straight in my face about everything. Okay, cool, cool. You don't want any help? Cool. Okay. Um, but when she's like trying to get closer and spy on them, like she sneezes and then has to run into a stateroom really quickly so they won't see her, of course. And you're like, of course, that's, that's how this plays out. You're contractually obligated. 
your nose is going to be tickly. Um, so she like barges into a stateroom, closes the door behind her. And then like somebody comes up behind her and grabs her and she's like, ah, and it's of course, Randy Wolf, who has been waiting in this room, like Jean Parmesan, um, to grab her. And <laughs> she turns around and she's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, oh, I, I didn't know you'd be in here. And she's like, yeah, um, I was looking for the, where you guys keep the towels or, and he's like, oh, I can take you there. It's me, Randy. And she's like, Sure it is. Yeah, I noticed that when you grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've I've got a towel in my bag. I'm sorry. Bye. Because <laughs> she does not want to be near this bitch. And who can blame her? He's the worst. Um, the other pe- person I was like, maybe a Hemsworth brother could play him. A large, imposing Hemsworth, Hemsworth brother, but a short king. Important that it needs to be a short king. Um, anyway, so. Nancy can't figure out what's going on. So people are acting suspiciously but also like there's nothing to pin it back to and so when they're at dinner um the married couple the husband who is apparently pretty shy the wife is like oh well my new husband was telling me about this emerald heist that happened like they've never solved it and happened like a year ago and Nancy's like oh okay cool um you got anything else or should I just go back to my room and do literally anything else no it's fine she's she's pretty nice to them they ask her if she wants to play, I think, badminton. And then she's like, oh, dad, I said that we could play badminton together. And he's like, oh, I'm supposed to um, soak up the sun in the solarium with Isabella Rossellini. And Nancy's like, is that what the kids are calling it these days? Soaking up the sun in the, rose- in the solarium? Really? Use protection, daddy. Um. Anyway. Oh, my God. Nancy is in this book. She's She's just... She's not feeling good about this because she keeps confronting Nina or at least trying to hint at confronting Nina. Like, she walks into a room to ask if she needs any help and she's clearly got a blueprint of the fucking ship. And Nancy's like, um, so are you building something? And she's like, oh, yeah, so my, my husband had so many business ventures and I had to take them all over when he died. And yeah, just so many business things. So many of them. So later, Nancy's talking to her father, and he's like, yeah, she was a teacher, and um, she was working with, like, underprivileged students, and then she got married to Hector, but she's always wanted to go back to being a teacher, and so after she, like, basically gets his businesses figured out, she's going to be doing that, and, like, even though she didn't have to work, she still did, and isn't that great? And Nancy's like, yeah, um, she's she's been lying to you about, like, everything, and Carson, like, absolutely flat-out refuses to listen to Nancy about this. Like, we've talked before about the fact that he's often the reason that she gets involved in a case. And in this one, he's like, I need you to just walk away from this because he doesn't want her to say anything that's going to make things awkward between him and his new bestie. And Nancy's not here for this shit because she's like, this this is what you trained me to be. You created me to be this person. And then for you to be like, no, don't do the thing that I've encouraged and supported and enabled you to do for like 18 years now. Or I guess three, maybe three years. If she had not yet decided that she wanted to be a detective when she was a freshman in high school. Um, anyway, so there's that. Um, there's a dance on the ship and um, Randy Wolf is like, oh, Nancy, we're going to dance together. And she's like, how about you go do literally anything else? Like maybe drown yourself in a pool full of salamanders. Anything that sounds good to you that involves not touching me. <laughs> she's... 
the thing is that in this book, there's like, there's a scene where he like rubs his hand up and down her shoulder and she's like, and she feels like a, the tingle of the contact, but she's like, mm, still not here for it. Like, no, this is not a thing that's going to happen. The thing is, and if you're, I was thinking back about the other book where she was working with the Hardy Boys. I was like, honestly, like I picture this guy and Joe Hardy to be very similar physically because Joe Hardy is also a short king, also muscular and also wanting to get in the pants of all the ladies nearby. So there's that. She's talking to him and she's like, oh, what do you know about The Rock? And he's like, mm, we've worked together. He seems fine. IDK. Like I worked on this ship for a little bit and then I transferred to the European route whatever the fuck they call it the European fleet I don't I don't I have no conception of how big this fucking cruise line is anyway so he's like yeah I worked over there for a while but then I wanted to come back because I was um raised in or like we spent some time in Rio when I was a kid so I speak Portuguese so that was part of why it was you know I should be on this route and she was like oh okay that cool cool good for you um, but she breaks into the Rock's quarters and she finds a letter that's addressed to R, which his last name is Ribeiro. So she's like, mm, this, this makes sense. She can't read it because it's in Portuguese. Nancy knows Spanish, but not Portuguese. And she's like, this is not Spanish. <laughs> and she notices that it says like Nina and map. She's pretty sure that she spots the word map. And she's like, okay, so that's why he would think that Nina has the map. Okay. Okay. Um, they go to, like, there's a shore trip to go shopping and shit, and so Annalyn McCord gets off the ship and goes shopping, and Nancy hates her, and it's like, maybe she's involved in this somehow, but I don't really see how, but I hate her. I like that she's like, I'm gonna power through this. I don't think she's involved, but just on principle, because I hate her. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Nancy's talking to her dad, um, they're about to cross the street or something, and a motorcyclist pulls out and tries to run Nancy down. Randy Wolf, who was like, oh, I'm gonna stay on the ship today, um, is suddenly there, and he sees Nancy and, like, tackles her so that the motorcycle does not run her down, and she's like, oh my god, you saved my life. Okay, again, if this were a different book, this would be the perfect place for them to be like, oh, maybe we should make out a little, but first off, her dad is there, and second, there's absolutely no hint of that. She's like, oh my god, thank you for saving my life. And that's it, like, the very professional and business-like. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for her just being very disheveled and him not being like, maybe I should escort you back to your cabin for sexy reasons. Also, his name is Randy Wolf. I cannot say that enough. Randy Wolf. Anyway. Anyway, so... Nancy's like, okay, so who could it have been? And she talks to the captain. He's like, oh, well, The Rock was here all day, like, going over receipts with me. And so it couldn't have been him. And she was like, okay, um, Randy clearly um, knocked me down, so it wasn't him. Um, could it have been Annalyn McCord? And her dad's like, I sincerely don't, I don't see her doing that. Like, I know that you hate her, but also she doesn't look like that level of villain. And Nancy's like, Okay, if you insist. Well, somebody clearly did. Unless there was just a super inconsiderate person at the shore that day. I don't know. That's pretty weird. Pretty, pretty fucking weird. So she's talking to her dad and she's like, you're starting to catch feelings for this bitch. Like, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing you trying to catch feelings. But the thing is that, like, they don't really talk about it that much. It's more like Nancy saying, like, you need to be careful around her. And Carson being like... I literally do not care. 
and Nisi just, she doesn't know what to do, because she's like, I love you, but also you're, you're kind of being a dick about this, I'm just gonna say it, John Ham. you just, you need to focus, I know you want to get in those pants, but please just power through it, and maybe don't. So I'm going to be honest with you. I do not remember who the fuck room she was in at this point, but Nancy decides to go search somebody's room. I think that she wanted to keep a copy of the letter that she saw that had Nina's name in it. But when she goes, she has to, of course, because the rock came back to his room. She had to hide. She had in his closet. He came over to the closet and tried to grab his, like his suit jacket or some shit. Anyway, so she managed to get out of there without him seeing her, but she got out without getting a copy of the letter. So I think that maybe this is when she sneaks back and knows her and try to find the letter or something. But anyway, um, also the other thing is that the rock apparently wears extremely heavy musky perfume cologne. It would be cologne. Um, so like Nancy's like, yeah, he needs to maybe tone it down like to a quarter of that. It's sex Panther It's giving sex Panther. Um, anyway, so <laughs> oh lord oh by Odeon um anyway so Nancy's searching a room and suddenly somebody comes up she hears a switchblade like she hears somebody snap and she hears the the sound of a switchblade being opened um so she goes through some self-defense techniques which are important for young ladies to learn so the first one is as soon as he grabs her and he's like got the switchblade out and he's getting ready to do something. She drops all of her weight. Like she pretends to faint basically. And when the person readjusts his grip, she manages to get away from him. He grabs her again. She screams directly into his face. And so he flinches back and she's able to go away, get away at that point too. So she breaks his grip, runs out of the room and says, help me, help me. Somebody's in there. Um, she, at this point she believes it's the rock because like he's her prime suspect. He's the one who threatened Nina Isabella Rossellini. He is just like behaving as one would expect a swarthy foreign type in these books to behave where she's like, mm, that complexion, it's, it's giving villain. So she gets this poor, like steward. I think she spots him down and she's like, come, it's, he's he, the rock attacked me. And she's like, come with me right now. And he's like, uh, por favor, no, and she's like, come on, come on, get your key, and they go in there, and of course, he's gone, and, and he, the steward, like, vanishes immediately, because he's like, bitch, I don't want my job, uh, no, no, um, the other thing that happens is that, um, Isabella Rosalini fucking disappears, she was talking to Carson and Nancy, because, like, Nancy's like, just at least ask her if maybe anything's going on, so he takes Nancy in there, and, He's like, look, Nancy's concerned about you. She's seen some stuff on the ship and she's worried about you. Like, is there anything you want to tell us? And she's like, uh, no. And Carson's like, okay, well, my daughter has an overactive imagination. So, and Nancy is deeply hurt by this. She's like, oh my, what the fuck? You know me, you know me. I am not that kind of person. So, um, she's like, Isabella wrestling is like, um, well, there is one thing that you might be able to, help, able to help me out with. So can we have breakfast in the morning? And they're like, yeah. And then she's gone. This is after, um, the, the shore visit 
the shore leave, the, you know, when they have the go ashore for a hot minute. This is the day after that. And they're like, where, where did she go? And so Randy's like, oh yeah, she had a business thing. And she said that she would had to like fly back to New York and take care of it or some shit. And Nancy and her father are like, that seems un. I'm just saying, it just seems unusual. It just, just seems a little weird. Um, okay. Okay. But they don't know where she is and they have nowhere to contact her, of course. And Nancy though figures out that there's something fishy going on. So she calls, she goes to the, um, the communications room so that she can actually make a ship to shore call. And she calls Anne Granger, the morning record, which I think is actually, now that I think about it, I think that there's been a book in between those two books that said that Anne Granger was no longer at the morning record. Like, I think book 20 said that she wasn't, but it's fine. Maybe she was back for a thing, or she, uh, it doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, Nancy's like, I need to find out everything about can about this cruise line. And so Anne looks it up for her and finds out that a shipment of emeralds was stolen a year ago from a ship on that cruise line. Like, stolen from the cargo, they never caught the person who did it, um... It was a significant haul. The emeralds are still missing. They have not been recovered. They haven't located the person who did it. They they don't know. Um, so, yeah. And Nancy's like, hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, I think that this is when they get to Rio. I think this happens when they get to Rio. Um, Nancy's like talking to her father and she's like, this this just doesn't fucking make any sense. It, like, I don't know where she is. I don't, I don't understand. So they go ashore. Ned's there waiting for him. And of course, Nancy twirls into Ned's arm and she's like, hey, stranger. And he's like, do I know you miss when she's like making out with him? <laughs> and she's like, I think you do. Then they go back to a suite that they're singing with Carson. And the book does not clarify. It very much sounds like Ned is staying in their suite. And I was like, they're practically engaged. Um, but anyway, um, so Ned's like, this place is great, and, and it's like a party, and I love it, and it was fantastic. And Nancy's like, funny story, and Ned's like, you're on a case. And she's like, yeah, um, yeah, there's a missing woman, and we need to go find her. And Ned's like, okay, okay, I, I'm, I get that. They go back to the ship. Um, I think that Carson's supposed to meet with Captain Brandt or something. So he's like, yeah, we're going to meet at the restaurant at the top of Sugarloaf. And, and you're supposed to be there at five or some shit. Anyway, it's fine. So Nancy takes Ned back to the ship. And she's like, we're looking for Nina. We're going to go search her room in case she left any clues behind. And they find, I think this is where they find her emeralds. Um, the ones that she had been wearing in her room and that's like oh here they are and she's like she wouldn't have left without them like she's she's still here this doesn't make sense and then that's like Nancy's like I'm really sorry you know I know that you were really excited about carnival and everything and I know that like me working on cases all the time is such a major fucking drag and that's like no it's a it's a matter of life and death it's okay I understand and Nancy's like you're a genius she's in a lifeboat <laughs> They go to the lifeboats, and Nancy's like, how the fuck are we going to find her? And it's like, this one looks a little bit off, and they take off the cover, and there she is. Nina, Isabella Rossellini, looking just as hot as she did in Death Becomes Her. Um, just laying there, looking like a little waxwork figure. And it's like, oh my god, um, we, we gotta get her out of here. So they pick her, and oh, the hilarious thing is that Nancy's like, how the fuck are we going to get her down the gangplank, like, without anybody asking any questions? And that's like... 
your chariot awaits. He like swings the lifeboat out into the water and just puts it down into the water. And he's like, we'll just row ashore. And Nancy's like, you're, you are, I love you. <laughs> it's fabulous. So they just row her to shore in a fucking lifeboat. And then they take her to their hotel room and revive her and they explain everything. And she's like, yeah, um, yeah, that things got pretty fucked up. So this is what comes out of this conversation. I think that Carson's there for part of it, but not all of it. Um, so Nina, Isabella Rossellini, when she found out that Nancy was a detective, she knew that Nancy could help her figure out where the emeralds were hidden because the emeralds are hidden on the Emerald Queen. They didn't leave the ship. Um, they were hidden there because everything got too hot and Hector, her late husband was under suspicion about it because I think that he like had access to the shipment or anything. The thing is that Hector like made some bad business decisions and he had to sell his ownership of the cruise line or his part ownership or whatever the fuck, but he stayed on as like general manager. And so he had access to pretty much the entire ship. He, along with his accomplice, decided to rip off that shipment of emeralds and then they were going to sell it once the fervor had died down but he died like pretty soon after so he left a clue for nina isabella rossellini so that she would be able to find the emeralds but she he didn't leave enough of a clue for her to find them um she was supposed to meet up with his accomplice so they could split it but he wanted both of them to be able to do it if you're thinking at this point, did he know he was going to die? Was he diagnosed with some sort of terminal illness? Um, why wouldn't you have gone about this differently? And the answer is, fuck you. You're not supposed to think about this shit. Shut up. So, um, Nancy's like, um, the spider drawing that you gave me, somebody stole it out of my room, so I no longer have it. Um, do you remember anything else about it? Ooh, side note. I'm sorry. Um, oh, shit. I, I skipped a bunch of shit. Let me let me back up. While they were still on the boat, before they got to Rio. Um, I'm so horrible at this. Nancy went to... Remember she was at the dance and Randy Wolf was like, yes, slow dancing, my favorite. And Nancy was like, please get your hands off, off me. Like, we need space for the Holy Ghost here. Um, also, I have a boyfriend and he will not enjoy seeing you with your hands all over me. So she's like, oh, well, I found out some more about the mystery because she was talking to him about it because she was like, oh, maybe you can help me um, locate some incriminating stuff about the rock. I don't know, something. So he says, oh, I found out something. Let's, let's go talk about it. And so he takes her to an empty room and she's like, oh, okay, what you got? And he slaps at his neck. He's like, oh, there must be a mosquito in here. And they're talking about the case because she's discovered, I, I can't remember what specific clue they were talking about at this point, but all of a sudden he's like, oh, I feel a little dizzy. And Nancy look at, looks at him and there has, there's like a dart in his neck. And Nancy's like, holy shit. <laughs> so she runs back, calls the captain and is like, oh, I'm really sorry. I've got, you know, I don't know what happened. So they take him back there. Um, the doctor comes and is like, Curare is on this dart as one does. Um, it looks like it wasn't enough to like actually kill him. Although if it had been a high enough dose, it would have. Um, so we're just going to take him to sick bay, which I of course picture daughter Crusher there at all times. Um, so Nancy's like, Oh my God, he was getting too close to whatever was going on with the mystery. And so she talks to the captain about it. And he's like, yeah, we're going to just transfer him to the Naval hospital. 
in Rio or the the something hospital in Rio. Like it, it sounded kind of navely, navely. Um, yeah. What was the other thing? Yeah. So that was he was like out of the running and everything, and so. Nancy was like, oh, well, um, I, I really want to check on him and make sure he's okay. So whenever they're on shore, like whenever they've checked in the hospital and everything, she calls the hospital and she's like, so is Randy Wolf there? And after they finish laughing their asses off at her asking for somebody who is clearly going by a porn name, um, they're like, no, there's there's no one here by that name. Is this a prank call? And Nancy's like, no, what? He's not. Oh, that's strange. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. I think we're caught up. I th- I th- I th- no, no. The other thing. Okay, after that, Nancy has had a long night. <laughs> you know, she just, she helped him get back to sick bay, and it was all bad. And they were like, yeah, he's he's going to be okay, but he just needs time to recover and everything. And so she's like, man, th- this today sucked. I need to go take take the face off. And she goes to the bathroom and touches the light switch, and it fucking electrocutes her. You're like, how did you forget that? And I'm like, because it was a, a cliffhanger at the end of a chapter. Um, yeah, so she manages to pry her arm off. Like, her hand is glued to the switch, and she manages to pry her hand away so that she can collapse to the floor in a swoon. Um, she comes to and goes to her father's stateroom, and he's like, what the fuck is, what happened? And Nancy's like, so um, someone tried to electrocute me. Um, when she looked at the light switch after, it was like clearly somebody had gouged the paint in their efforts to get behind the switch to fuck it up. Like, this was clearly sabotage. Um, so she tells her dad, and he's like, you you lay down in my bed. I will sleep on the couch, and uh, are you okay? And, and she's like, yeah, I just need some rest. Uh, so, yeah, they, they try to fucking electrocute her. So that's fun. Back to Nina slash Isabella Rossellini. So after she found out that Nancy was a detective... She decided that she would give the code to Nancy so that Nancy could figure out what the code meant. And she would just be besties with Carson because Nancy would undoubtedly tell Carson. And then she would just casually ask Carson, like, oh, what about the code? And did Nancy find anything out? And he would tell her and then she would have the answer to it because she couldn't figure it out herself. So, yeah, Isabella's Rossellini was doing him dirty. So Nancy was like, okay, do you remember enough about the code to recreate it? So they do recreate it. And she's like, I just, I just don't know. Like I, I was hoping that it would be something that would be meaningful to me, but it just, it just isn't. And Nancy's like, that's it. Your name is in it. Every other letter is your name. And she's like, oh, I never noticed that before. So Nancy's figured out that the emeralds are hidden in the chandelier in the main ballroom because it has like emerald crystals as part of the chandelier. And she's like, oh, they just put the crystals in the chandelier. It was, they put the emeralds there because it's the perfect place. If anybody saw them, they would just think that they were supposed to be there. So I think I, I cannot remember exactly because Ned's like, okay, so we should go to the police. And Nancy's like, and they're not going to believe any of this. Like, seriously, we need the emeralds. Once we have the emeralds, then then we've got evidence and we've got proof. But until then, like, we've got a code and we've got, like, people trying to kill me, which is, like, on brand for me. So, so they decide they have to go to their ship and actually find the emeralds. Of course. Um, Nina stays behind because she's not feeling great. And I think that... 
I'm pretty sure that Nina and Carson go to have dinner with Captain Brandt. I think that's what happens. But anyway, and Nancy and Ned decide they're going to go back to the ship and find the emeralds. So they go up there. But the uh, the chandelier in question, and also, I'm sorry, Nancy is wearing a day-glow yellow t-shirt. And you're like, is this a Chekhov's gun? And the answer is, of course, fucking yes. So she puts on like a black sweatshirt over it so that she will look covert. And <laughs> it's so cute because Ned's like, you're wearing your stakeout clothes and I love it. You know, I love it. So they go out of the ship, um, but in the ballroom, the ceiling is extremely high, and it's like, how are we going to reach that? And so Nancy actually, like, takes a chair, puts it on top of one of the tables, and then I think puts a bar stool on top of that anyway. She rigs up some stuff that is definitely, like, murder-appropriate and gets up there and manages to get one of the emeralds out of the chandelier and, like, tries to scratch it, and then she's like, yeah, this one's real. And then somebody from the doorway, of course, like clicks his gun and is like thank you for that mystery i will take it from here and nancy's like no one will believe you um because ned has vanished and she's not gonna say shit she's like no 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 um so he's like thank you for finding them and she's like my boyfriend knows this and he's gonna tell everybody and he's like uh by the time he finds anybody like you're gonna be dead in the ocean and i'm gonna have the emeralds so i don't see the downside so um, Nancy managed us to distract him long enough for Ned to tackle him. And I think that they, I think they do manage to actually tie him up or something. Nancy says, okay, well, I'm going to go get the police and I need you to stay here and watch the emeralds. And Ned agrees. Ned's like, that's fine. Sure. I- I'm happy to stay here and watch the emeralds for you. And so Nancy's like, you're doing the more dangerous job. And he's like, it's fine. So, uh, Nancy decides to go get, I think that she, I can't remember exactly what she decides to do. I think she decides to go tell Captain Brandt before she is going to go do anything else. Like she doesn't go directly to the police. Um, but he's up at the restaurant on the top of Sugarloaf. And the only way to reach it is by cable car. <laughs> so she's trying to find a map and she approaches like a, somebody who's in a like newspaper style and she's like una mapa por favor and he's like rolling his eyes because he's like american tourist so anyway so she figures out where she is and then when she looks in the crowd she sees randy wolf again worst porn name um he's like hey hey what's up you look like you're in a hurry and she's like you were supposed to be are you okay and he's like yeah it was fine. Like, I stayed in the sick bay overnight. I'm doing good. What's what's going on with you, though? Like, you, you look like you've discovered some stuff. And Nancy's like, yeah. Um. So I think that we're close to solving this mystery, but I really need to go talk to the captain. And he's like, oh, I'll come with you. And she's like, no, no, it's it's okay. I just, um, yeah, you, you, you need some rest, and it's going to be a, a lot. And I also stay the fuck away from me. Anyway, she doesn't say that, but she's like, I need to go get my boyfriend anyway so she she tries to lose him but then she notices that he's just continuing to follow her and she's like yeah he knows because at this point she has realized that he faked the whole thing um well not fake really but staged it so when she was she went to sick bay to like find the medical records because she was when she and Ned were on the boat she went to sick bay to find some medical records and when she saw his his jacket from that night she saw a little smear of the black curare like near his coat pocket and she was like that's funny and then she was like 
Oh, yeah. When he slapped that mosquito, he slapped the dart into his own neck. Shit. Shit. Okay, he's in on it. So, she has to get up to Sugarloaf. And she manages to get to finally get to the cable car. And he's like, okay, well, we'll wait for some other passengers. And Nancy's like, I will give you whatever money you want. I need to go right now. Because she knows Randy's following her. And Randy gets on the cable car before Nancy can get you know, to actually get it to depart. So she's like, ah, shit. Okay. Okay. So he's like, Hey, um, yeah, thank you for finding the emeralds. And Nancy's like, so you run on it too. And he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was the original partner. And then he, we had to cut in the rock because he found out about it, but he is dumb as dirt. And Nancy's like, so when that motorcycle tried to run me down, he was like, that's because the rock hired that guy to do it. And that was against my orders. And I needed to tell him who was boss. Like I'm almost quoting that scene verbatim. Um, like legit. He was like, he is a dumb shit. And Nancy realizes that the person who attacked her with a switchblade was him because she was like, it was a short King. <laughs> like the rock is in the context of this story, like a, tall built guy and this guy was definitely smaller than that she's like it was you and he pulls out the switchblade and she and he's like yeah it's been me the whole time bitch um good times so while nina isabella rossellini was staying close to john ham to see if nancy was going to solve the puzzle randy wolf was trying to get all up in nancy's pants so that he could see what she had discovered because he was the partner he didn't leave the boat until after the heist had been actually done so so, yeah, he decided to transfer just to, like, lay low for a while until it was safe to retrieve the emerald. So, yeah, good times. Um, So, he tells Nancy that, you know, there's going to be an unfortunate accident, and they'll just never find her body. It's fine. He's like, this cable gar- car goes over a place where the rocks are very sharp. And I was like, how do you know, how many people have you killed by throwing them out of a cable car going up Sugarloaf Mountain? is that your modus operandi or are there a bunch of skulls down there is the the mountain made of skulls at this point what you doing randy wolf what you doing that's legit his name um and also ann granger discovered that he was one of the crewmen on the boat when it was when the heist occurred so nancy's got all the connected material that she needs um so yeah he says you know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw you out of here so he does actually <laughs> He manages to grab her. She tries her best to get away from him, but there's not a lot of space to maneuver in a cable car. I'm sure you know this. I'm sure all of you have struggled with a well-built homicidal psychopath in a cable car. Um, So he picks her up and, well, I don't know if he picks her up so much as like manages to get her to try to fling her bodily outside the cable car. She holds onto the side of it and he's just standing there just basking in his own self-congratulations just looking out over Sugarloaf waiting for her to drop to her death and die when Ned grabs her arms because Ned was on top of the cable car the whole time oh my god um Ned was on the ship watching the emeralds and he and Randy came back on board and he was like oh well let me go take care of that that nosy bitch and her boyfriend and Ned was like I know exactly what anyone means when they say nosy bitch (laughs) So he followed him and he managed to get onto the cable car before, um, before they were able to leave. So, and Ned was like, I would have dropped down in there and helped you out, but the emergency door was stuck. So they managed to get the emergency door unstuck and they fling themselves into the cable car. Tackle Randy, tackle Randy. Um, Nancy ties his 
arms together with her belt, as one does. You gotta have a belt. And they get to the top of Sugarloaf, and there's everybody waiting for them. Yay! So, yeah. Good times. Um, let me think. The other... Let's, we'll just circle back and talk about all the problematic shit, but... Um, yeah, so Nancy feels bad for her dad because he clearly had caught feelings for Isabella Rossellini. And to be honest, who wouldn't have? Because she is super hot. But, like, it's probably not going to work because, yeah, she tried to use him. But it's fine. He he might have been down for it if he'd known about it. Um, Nancy, of course, gets to hang out with Ned for the rest of this trip because he's like, we've got a lot of making out to catch up with and Nancy's like you are damn straight and also you need to take this tiny bikini off me um the emeralds though like Nina doesn't really have claim to the emeralds because they're still on property I mean also like she Carson really wanted to defend her against everything and Nancy's like um she was trying to recover the stolen emeralds like she knew they were stolen she wasn't going to turn them over to the cops like she's having money trouble this is almost the inverse of one of the older Nancy Drew books where like Nancy's there to help out somebody who's in financial straits. Like Nina is in financial straits, but also she's trying to use stolen merchandise to kind of cover that. And so she kind of negates the whole thing. It's mm, problematic, problematic. Nancy's like, maybe you sell off other things. I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. The other weird problematic thing about this is, um, Nancy, you remember that Dayglow yellow shirt? Um, Nancy had that sweatshirt, but she took it off and she lost it in the crowd and she grabbed a long string of cloth from somebody who was just waving it in the air. She was like, thank you, here's some money, bye, because she needed to cover up her hair because she was trying to get away from Randy in the middle of carnival and there were people dancing everywhere, including a man dressed as a chicken, as one does, a Mardi Gras bitch, um, but... She manages to get into the middle of a group of yellow-robed religious, like a religious organization is dancing with the parade, and they're wearing the same shade of yellow robes that Nancy's wearing, and so she's like, yay, and so she just sneaks into them and follows along with them until she gets to where she's going, and you're like, oh, okay, like, it's very convenient of this, where's Waldo, to have somebody who looks exactly like you, but, uh felt a little bit problematic because it was like oh they're a religious sect that's fine and like we're not actually gonna unpack any of that it's fine we're just gonna get some fun souvenirs and steal strips of cloth from women who are just waving them at the crowd and just put some money in their hands some coins even some coins oh god anyway also um Annalyn McCord had nothing to do with anything (laughs) she was just a bitch (laughs) And Nancy was like, yeah, they, they had the right idea about each other from the start. Yeah, like, she's a bitch. Randy Wolf, also a bitch. Not a short king. A short villain, really. A blonde-haired, green-eyed villain. So, good times. The next book that we're going to be reading is set in Washington, D.C. when Nancy goes to see Senator Marilyn Kilpatrick, who you'll remember from the Teresa Montenegro case. You're like, I don't remember that far back, but okay. Um, Yeah, I'm excited about that one. That one's a good one. Um, Yeah. But as to this case, what have we learned? First off, don't get on a cruise ship 
Second, if one must get on a cruise ship, opt for that thing where you get to drink all the liquor. There, there's absolutely no mention of liquor on this one. Um, third, if you meet somebody named Randy Wolf, you need to run in the other direction as fast as one possibly can. Also, if he's the assistant cruise director, run faster. Maybe get a moped. Get the fuck away from that shit. <laughs> the one thing, though, because you know me and you know what kind of petty bitch I am, um... I love that this is not the same case as the one that she solved with the Hardys, but it's similar enough in that there's a cruise ship and also just general fuckery that I'm like, okay, what I love about this is that Nancy's working alone. Her father is like working against her as much as he can. He is definitely not encouraging her to explore this. Um, Whenever Ned comes on board, he's immediately like, okay, tell me what you need me to do. I'm here for you. I got it. I got it, girl. Um, seriously like he grumbles like one time he's like oh well you know I can't believe you're on a case and and that's it like and then the next time he says anything about it he's like man imagine if I had a a normal girlfriend but he's like he's just joking at that point and Nancy's like you know you love it you know you love hanging out with me and he's like I do though I do like they're super cute I love them I love that she's gonna be modeling that string bikini for him and he's gonna be tearing it off her with his teeth I'm here for it. The footage not found, but I'm imagining it, and it's fantastic. They're doing things right. It's always summer in Nancy Drew land. That's what we've learned. It's always summer. It's always carnival and never Christmas. No, that's fine. So, yeah, next week we're going to be hitting up Washington, D.C., which trying to remember i think next week is pure poison i think that's the one it is but anyway i'm i'm enjoying that one Ooh, you know what i forgot to do is describe the front cover um this one is of course set on the cruise ship and so it shows nancy and she's grinning directly at us and she's got her like shoulder length reddish hair happening with like a peach colored scoop neck looks very much like a skater dress that one might buy at old navy um like not skin tone for her, but clothes, like not a lot of pigment happening. And it's kind of like a pale yellow. And next to her staring intently at her is Randy Wolf with his hat and his sailor outfit looking like a douche. Um, <laughs> but he's, it's funny because he's staring at her like clearly in love slash wanting to murder her. And you don't know that yet. And Nancy's like ignoring him as hard as she possibly can. The background images of Nancy with Randy's prone body sprawled on the floor and her sitting with him going like, oh no, because no dart in his neck, dipshit. Um, behind them, of course, is the ocean because that's where they are. It's the Emerald Queen. Hmm. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense that I would cast Sterling Archer pretending to be gay for that one. Or at least bye. <laughs> oh god anyway so yeah don't go on a cruise if you meet somebody named randy wolf please understand that a that's an alias and b that he's a bad person and isabella rossellini sometimes you have to take a chance on a woman who's going to totally break your heart john ham sometimes you got to try to catch that beautiful butterfly so it's okay we understand we're here for you in your time of need john ham after Isabella Rossellini has broken your heart, we can help solve that. All right, until next week or next time, whenever the fuck it happens, stay sleuthy, my friends. <laughs>